Thanks for listening to this OCRFM podcast. Head to ocrfm.org.au to find more great content and information about how to donate and support this community radio station. Lollipop, lollipop, Afternoon delight and welcome to the show that is sugary spiciness and everything niceness on OCRFM, which is ninety eight point three across Colwick and District, eighty eight point seven FM along the coast, and streaming online at ocrfm.org.au. How's it going, Mr. Max? Good. Had a good weekend. Mm-hmm. Start to the school holidays. Yeah. How's that going for you? Pretty good. Pretty yeah. good. <laughs> Got any major plans or? Uh, today we went fishing. Mm-hmm. It was. First time that um, Bonnie and Mum came fishing with us. Right, yeah. And yeah. And how'd you go? <laughs> we caught 12 fish all together. Yeah. Charlotte caught two. Mum caught four. And I caught six. Wow. And yeah. It's not bad for one day. Were they all kind of keepers or? Um, Two of them were. Yeah. They're. All the rest weren't. Just a, a good day for being out. Yeah. And about. <laughs> uh-huh. Awesome. Ah, are you planning to do that again throughout the holidays, or is it a one-off sort of thing for now? I want to, but yep. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Have to see how the time goes, eh? Hey? Yeah. Yeah. Any other plans for school holidays? I don't know. Yep. It's, <laughs> it's tricky at the moment with the whole coronavirus thing, of knowing yeah. when, where, who, what, why... And Dad still has to work too. So. Yes, of course. Yeah, I um, I, I uh, did a lunch today where the Salvation Army were doing a, a special fundraiser with mm-hmm. a hot potato. So I went and got one of those. Went and sat down by the lake in my car, and I thought this is probably as <laughs> close as I can get to outside at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's 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 going to be an interesting one. I'm hoping that people make smart choices. And, you know, things like what you've done today with fishing, where you're contained, you're not, you know, rubbing shoulders with everybody. Yeah. Good plan. Good plan. (laughs) Um, Let's uh, get this show on the road then, shall we? And find out what's in the yum box. Okie dokie, Max. So I believe we're still in Brazil at the moment with the Yum Box. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, what have you chosen out of the, the box for us today? Today I've picked dark chocolate with crisp rice. Mm-hmm. And, um, where is it? Oh, um, cassava chips with onion and parsley. Ooh, that's going to be a little bit of different. So, Okay. Let's see if they've got uh, fancy schmancy Brazilian names for me to try and horribly pronounce. (laughs) 
cassava chips. Do you know what a cassava is? Oh, no. You heard of it before? Don't They're think a, so. um, a nutty kind of flavoured root vegetable. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it says here that Brazil is crazy for cassava which is a root vegetable native to its country. It's been a local staple in their diet for over 10,000 years. Wow. Mm. First domesticated in the Amazon, the vegetable is now ground into a toasted stuffing dish called farofa. Mm. It's also boiled into a hearty beef and tomato stew called vaca atalada. Or sometimes they ferment it into a flavourful beer called qualm. Mm-hmm. But uh, here you get to taste the ancient veggie in uh, some crispy chips. It is dusted with Brazil's most popular snack flavouring, onion and parsley. So it's kind of a mix of very, very old and very, very new altogether. Mm-hmm. So uh, mandioca chips cabola is what it's called. The cassava chips with onion and parsley flavouring. Mm-hmm. Talk us through what's in your hand. Um, it's like a greenish bag mm-hmm. with the chips and the guava thing. Yes. And the onion and parsley. And yeah. <laughs> okay. It's a very dark green, kind of a, what would you call that, forest green? Yeah. Yeah. It goes from light green in the middle to dark green. It's very dark on the outside. Yeah. And yeah, very heavy foil packaging bit different to your traditional uh, chip packets that we get here in Australia. Mm-hmm. Oops. Mm. Oh, they're thin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they are indeed. So when we think of thins chips, yeah. har- halve the thickness of that again. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of potato-y looking. A little bit. A little bit. But, yeah, very thin, almost transparent. Mm-hmm. Pretty sure I could actually see. Oh, not quite. <laughs> I thought I'd be able to see through that. I can definitely see my finger through it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's not quite transparent enough, like a, I don't know, a glazed window or something like that. Yeah. But uh, it looks very, very crispy. Mm-hmm. So it's got a bit of sour cream seasoning according to the ingredients. So, uh, cassava, palm oil, sour cream seasoning which is made up of salt, sugar, dextrin, maltodextrin, acacia gum, and some artificial flavours. What are you thinking as you munch on that one? There's barely any flavour on it. And it's mm. very dry. Yeah. It's almost... Have you ever made, um, what are they called, prawn crackers? Yeah. It looks like that before you turn it into yeah. a prawn cracker. It's the the hard shell <laughs> kind of um, chip. Yeah. But yeah, I agree. There's not. It's very lightly dusted with flavour. And if you lick all the flavouring off mm-hmm. and then eat it, there's no flavour at all. Yeah, see, we're so um, used to very salty tasting chips. Mm-hmm. Pretty much all flavours, the seasoning has some sort of salt to it. This has a... There is the slightest salty taste to it. Yeah. But yeah, I agree. It's pretty much... You, you're tasting the cassava as opposed to anything else. Mm-hmm. Which I guess is a good thing. Yeah. Health-wise. Yeah. But yeah, less than 1% sugar. What are you thinking? 
Thumbs up or thumbs down? I'm going to do one thumb up. One thumb up? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's probably not the the tastiest chips I've ever had, but it's certainly that um, that oniony taste. It's not like we, we have, you know, cheese and onion here in Australia. Yeah. I know that some other countries, like uh, the UK in particular, have onion-flavoured um, chips. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, that's a very, very, very light dusting of flavour. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, well, let's see if... Uh, now, last week we had the white chocolate and strawberry bib, mm-hmm. which is a chocolate bar. Uh, it was called the Marengo Extreme. This week you've chosen the Flocos. Yeah. The dark chocolate with crisp rice. Are you ready for a Portuguese lesson? Okay. The word is flocos, which means flakes. Okay. Mm-hmm. And you'll need to be able to pronounce that if you want to talk about the flocos de neve. What do you think that might be? Don't know. Flocos de neve is snowflakes. Neve meaning mm. white flakes, I guess. Flocos de pimenta. That's more a pepper flakes. Or if you want to understand this chocolate bar, you need to be able to say flocos because it refers to the crunchy flakes of crisp rice sprinkled throughout the dark chocolate bar. Mm. There you go. So apparently you'll be going locos for flocos. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know what locos? Crazy. That's it. Nice Spanish lesson. (laughs) Now this apparently has 130 more calories than the, uh, the chips. Mm. There you go. But that would, of course, be if you um, eat the entire bar all in one sitting. Uh-huh. As if you ate the bag of chips in one sitting. But uh, this one definitely does have... Um, it's definitely chocolate. <laughs> man, oh, man. What grade are you calling that in darkness? Probably about 7 or 8 out of 10. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's getting there. It's not quite the darkest dark chocolate we've had on the show. Uh, what do you think of these little rice crispy bits? They're small. They are tiny. But there's lots of them. Yeah. When you think of puffed rice in um, chocolate bars, you think of kind of uh, rice bubble-sized yeah. pieces. But these are only just tiny, tiny puffs of rice. Yeah. And, the, yeah, the, the darkness of the chocolate block itself is a very dark brown. You've given it the sniff test, your verdict? It's strong. <laughs> strong? No, I can't remember. Are you usually a dark chocolate lover? Mm-mm. No. Only if it's got mint in it. Yeah. <laughs> well, you have a nibble there. It sounds like it's got the crunch factor. Mm-hmm. Very dark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can definitely taste the cocoa. Mm-hmm. Mm. I think the puff rice does break up the... Not only the texture, but it does add to the flavour. Uh-huh. Often puffed rice doesn't give much. It's very much just like eating crunchy air. Yeah. <laughs> it's not the darkest dark chocolate I've no. eaten before. No. I remember when we did the dark chocolate show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Where we just kept upping the grade. Yeah. <laughs> we went from... 60 to 75% to 80 to almost 90%. Yeah. Mm. It's not too bad. I could I could eat a block of that, I think. Yeah. Whereas a proper dark block of chocolate, I'd be nowhere near. Yeah. <laughs> thumbs up, thumbs down? I'm going to do like one thumb up. One thumb up. Okay. So pretty consistent there, those two. 
Mm-hmm. Not the, the greatest, of course. Let's bend your brain with a little bit of Brazilian trivia, hey? Okay. Uh, the word Brazil, or the country of Brazil, is named after what? Is it named after a tree, a king, a fish, or a river? Um, a king? A king? <coughs> no, it is named after a tree. Oh. It's actually derived from the word Brazil wood, <laughs> a tree that is native to the country. Um, how, how can you possibly name a tree before you name the country anyway? Uh, Brazil wood was once coveted for its ability to produce a red dye, and when the Portuguese settlers discovered it in the 16th century, they began selling shipfuls of Brazil wood to the old world for massive profits. Eventually, the territory became so famous for Brazil wood, people started referring to it as Terra do Brasil, and that was just shortened <laughs> down to Brazil after that. Uh, in Rio de Janeiro, being late is what? Is it illegal? Is it an insult? Is it the norm, so is it what everybody does, or is it a sign of royalty? In Rio de Janeiro, being late is illegal, an insult, the norm, or a sign of royalty. Is it an insult? It is not. It's the norm. (laughs) Apparently, don't show up to Rio de Janeiro parties on time, because the country's super relaxed lifestyle comes to that extreme of everyone's pretty much late wherever they go. <laughs> Residents typically arrive at an appointment between 30 minutes to half an hour, sorry, 30 minutes to an hour after the designated meeting time. In fact, in the rare instance that a local actually shows up on time, they're said to abide by a whole different standard of timekeeping, which is horror inglesia, meaning English time. <laughs> <laughs> that would be very difficult to plan for. I had a similar thing. Uh, I was helping out with some scouts over in Nauru, and oh. they often refer to Nauruan time as anywhere between an hour to two hours <laughs> after you've set the time. Okay, let's see if we can uh, bump your score up. In the coastal town of Laguna, what help fishermen catch fish? Oh, you could have used this today. Uh, is it monkeys, dogs, crocodiles, or dolphins? What helps the fishermen catch fish in Laguna? Is it dogs? It's dolphins. Mm. Shepherds have sheep dogs, and the fishermen of Laguna have dolphins. They're like uh, fish dogs. <laughs> <laughs> the dolphins herd all the schools of fish towards the shore where the fishermen lie in wait. Once they're close enough, the dolphins give a signal, usually by slapping their tail on the water, and the fishermen cast their nets. Experts mm. aren't quite sure how this Um, is a two-way thing where it helps out the dolphins, but they do know that Laguna is the only place on Earth where it exists. (laughs) Uh, Final question for today. The city of Sao Paulo has laws that limit what? The number of pets that residents can have, where residents can drive, the size of the residents' homes, or what residents can eat. What is a law that limits... The citizens of Sao Paulo, the number of pets they can have, where they can drive, the size of their home, or what they can eat. Size of their home? Not quite. It's where they can drive. Mm -hmm. Sao Paulo is the largest city in South America with over 12.25 million residents. Mm -hmm. And that's 3 million more than New York City. Wow. 
So, in an eco-friendly um, effort to prevent excessive pollution, the city has barred residents from driving on one day of the week. Uh, it's determined by the last digit of their license plate number. So, unless the resident owns some sort of electric or hybrid car, they can drive whichever day they choose. Otherwise, they have one day off a week where they're not allowed to drive at all. Mm-hmm. Mm, very interesting. Thank you, Brazil. That is the Yumbox for this week. <laughs> we will uh, plunge back in next Sunday afternoon. But for now, we'll take a quick break and we'll be back to investigate this week's topic right after this. It is time to investigate this week's topic, and uh, what is it, Max? It's Cocoa Pops. Now, did you know that Cocoa Pops have not always been called Cocoa Pops? Mm. Mm. I was positive that I'd done this topic previously on Afternoon Delight. When I was reading through all the information, I was like, surely, if I had read this before, I wouldn't be absolutely flabbergasted. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, the cereal was introduced back in 1958 over in America where it was named uh, Cocoa Krispies. Mm. Mm. Um, so, yeah, they've also been called Choco Krispies in Mexico. Or if you were over in Brazil, they'd also be called Choco Krispies. Mm-hmm. It was introduced in the UK as Cocoa Pops back in 1973 and it's been known... By that name in the Netherlands, Denmark, Saudi Arabia, Nigeria, Turkey, Australia, quite a number of English-speaking countries. The cereal was available in Canada for a time, but was discontinued at some point in the early 1990s. Instead, Kellogg's um, decided to sell a variant called Rice Crispy Cocoa, which is simply Rice Krispies, which we would call rice bubbles, with a light chocolate flavour. Several different spin-offs using the Cocoa Pops names, such as caramel-flavoured Cocoa Pops, Cocoa Pop Crunches, Cocoa Checks, Cocoa Rocks, Cocoa Pop Straws, Cocoa Pops Moon and Stars, Cocoa Pops Choc and Roll, and Cocoa Pops Croc Prints, which are shaped like little crocodile feet, have also been released over the years in some countries by Kellogg's. Cool. They were introduced in some countries as Cocoa Pop Mega Munches and a chocolate-flavoured porridge variant was available in the 2000s called Cocoa Pop Porridge. It didn't last very long, though. (laughs) (laughs) Since 2014, apparently some countries have tried to bring it back, but uh, it doesn't last long on the shelf. People just can't quite get their head around chocolate-flavoured porridge. (laughs) In February 1998, the British arm of Kellogg's renamed the brand to Choco Krispies and sales declined. By the spring of 1999, telephone internet polls with over 1 million votes found that voters uh, wanted it changed back to Cocoa Pops. So that was over 92% of the 1 million <laughs> complaints. Wow. So as of May 1999, Kellogg's reverted back to Cocoa Pops. But as I said... They go all the way back to 1958 in the United States, represented by a monkey named Jose. Mm. He was reportedly replaced by Coco the Elephant in 1960 when Mexican-Americans complained of an ethnic stereotype. In 1963, 
the Hanna-Barbera character Snagglepuss took over as the uh, Coco Pops mascot for a time. Do you know Snagglepuss, the pink... He's not the pink panther, but he's a pink leopard cat sort of thing. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, he's got a very distinctive way of talking. Um, I'm trying to think. He's not a The pink panther is a completely separate character. He's... He's a pink big cat, and uh, I think his catchphrase was um, "Heavens to Murgatroyd, exit stage right," something like that. I can't remember. It's been a while since I've watched. Uh, in the 19- late nineteen sixties, Og the Caveman took over as the mascot. <laughs> By the end of nineteen seventy three, Tusk the Elephant became the mascot for the serial, and then he remained there until the end of nineteen eighty two, when Snap Crackle and Pop, where have you heard them before? the Rice Bubbles <laughs> mascots, replaced them and retired Tusk the Elephant. In 1991, Coco the Monkey became the mascot. So no longer was he Jose, now he's Coco. And then in 2001, in American markets, Snap, Crackle and Pop returned and have remained the product's mascots to date. But we here in Australia still have Coco the Monkey. The UK had Coco Pops as of 1961 with Mr. Jinx as the mascot. Now, Mr. Jinx was another Hanna-Barbera um, cartoon cat who uh, often appeared on the Huckleberry Hound show. Mm. So, I don't know. Do you, do you think of chocolate breakfast cereals and cats being one and the same? Maybe the milk thing? I don't know. But then again... don't know. <laughs> do you think of monkeys and chocolate... <laughs> Uh, later in the 1960s, Sweep from the Sooty Show uh, became a mascot for Coco Pops. Do you know of Sooty, Sweep and Sue, the little hand puppet show? Or am I really showing my age? I don't know. So, <laughs> so uh, Sooty was a hand puppet bear and uh, lived in a, a house with Sue, the panda, and Sweep was a, a dog. But Sooty didn't talk at all. He only whispered to the puppeteer, <laughs> and Sue did all the talking for the other two, basically, because Sweep only made squeaking noises. <laughs> um, in 1986, the serial introduced the mascot Simo. Sorry, I skipped over the Coco Monkey being <laughs> introduced in 1963. He remained the mascots in a number of different countries where the serial is known as Coco Pop, such as Australia. Coco has friends introduced, uh, Shorty the Giraffe, Alan Anteater, Hefty Hippo, Osmelda Ostrich, Kylie Kangaroo, Rocky Raccoon, with Crafty Croc and the Gorillas as his arch enemies. Mm-hmm. This is back in the day when people used to be able to advertise cereal uh, <laughs> to uh, to kids with you know big budget campaigns. Mm-hmm. I don't know how. How do you ever see cereal advertised these days? Well, the um. Maybe online, perhaps. Yeah. You don't see kids' um, cereals advertised anymore like they used to be back in the day because there was um, uh, a lot of uh, health warnings and um, uh, government restrictions on what could be advertised to kids. So things like Happy Meals used to have lots and lots of advertising campaigns, whereas I'm almost 99% sure you wouldn't have seen on TV a Ronald McDonald cartoon yeah. or anything like that in your generation, whereas we grew up with uh, that. Uh, every second ad seemed to be a kid's <laughs> food or toy. 
But yeah, it's changed quite quite significantly. Um, recent advertisements in the UK have opted away from using Coco and Friends. Instead, they're using things such as dancing milkmen and astronauts to advertise the product. Mm-hmm. Coco is still present on the box, though, and at the end of the advertisement, um, he's he's not there. Um, he's on the box, but he's not actually in the ads. Um, in the countries where the cereal is known as Choco Crispies, an elephant is the mascot. In 1986, Kellogg's named him Melvin, and he's recently been rebranded as Commando Melvin due to some commercials featuring him as a space-faring fighter and adventurer. Although, due to misunderstanding, as Commander Melvin refers exclusively to an organisation featured in commercials whose purpose is to defend the 40 Calcio Plus, which is a supposed ingredient that um, aliens and villains are trying to steal from the Cocoa Pops and he has to protect it. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, we have Coco the Monkey um, here in Australia. Uh, Coco Pops received two out of five stars in the Australian Government Health Star rating. <laughs> Not so great. Um, criti- uh, Kellogg's was criticised by health authorities when it unveiled a description on the boxes that it um, helps support your child's immunity. And... Uh, there used to be an old um, slogan on the box that it had a certain percentage of your daily calcium intake. Now, mm. that doesn't make sense unless you have milk <laughs> with your cereal. If you're eating just dry cocoa pops, you're pretty much just eating sugar and rice. <laughs> Do you know the most common um, cocoa pop slogan? Um, don't know. <laughs> Just like a chocolate milkshake? Oh, yeah, about crunchy. That's it. <laughs> Over the years, there's been uh, a few. Nothing tops Kellogg's Cocoa Pops. That doesn't excite. Cocoa Pops, chocolatey fun for everyone. Snap, Crackle, Pop, Cocoa Crispies. That was used in 1985. Uh, Cocoa Pops is so chocolatey, it even makes the milk turn brown. <laughs> and... Uh, the most recent one for the United Kingdom is epic chocolatey fun for everyone. But I definitely grew up with just like a chocolate milkshake, only crunchy being the catch cry of every advertisement yeah, for Cocoa Pops. So we're going to take a quick break here. That is uh, a brief history of Cocoa Pops. We'll be back with uh, a bit of a taste test, head-to-head debate right after this. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, strap yourselves in for this week's great confectionery debate as we pit two similar lollies against each other to decide an overall champion. It is time for us to go head-to-head here on Afternoon Delight. Now, uh, in front of you, Max, what have you got? Cocoa Pops. Cocoa Pops. (laughs) Funny, that. Uh, Now, we've gone with full cream milk. I don't know if that changes the flavour or anything. But uh, the the catch cry of Cocoa Pops is that it's just like a chocolate milkshake, only crunchy. I've given you a spoon, though, just in case you decide to drink it and end up choking live to air, which would be horrendous. Mm-hmm. Uh, are you us- Have you had... I'm assuming you've had Cocoa Pops before in your life? Mm-hmm. I was probably your age the last time I had them, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I haven't had Cocoa Pops in decades. But uh, what's your thoughts before you even start munching and crunching? I like them, yeah. Yeah, you're a fan? Mm-hmm. Um, 
have you got any particular like are you a sit and wait until it turns into a goopy chocolate mess or I uh, just get them wet yep. with the milk and then eat them uh huh yeah. <laughs> okay well then I'll let you uh, talk your way through that as you go down the hatch it does taste like a chocolate milkshake but <laughs> crunchy it does <laughs> Because uh-huh. it it, do, it changes the the colour of the um, the milk to chocolate because it's coated with a thin layer of chocolatey cocoa stuff. Mhm. Yeah. And then in the middle, it's just the puffed rice. Yeah. Now, the the big query that people have always had is: Are cocoa pops just rice bubbles with chocolate mm. on top? The answer is yes. Yeah. They are chocolate rice bubbles. You can you can tell by the fact that um, the milk changes colour and then you're left with just pretty much rice bubbles floating in chocolate milk. Yeah, with little bits of brown on them. Now, did you ever have fights in your household over um, Cocoa Pops or having them? Not really. <laughs> no. No. Were they a special treat, breakfast cereal? Uh, no, we usually get them for breakfast. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Yeah, they were quite a rarity in our house. You might get them as a special, you know, school holiday yeah. <laughs> treat or something like that. But um, any other thoughts on just straight Cocoa Pops? Not really. <laughs> now, advertising-wise on the box, um, we said before they got the, the two-star health rating, which is a government-led initiative. It claims... That it is 10% of your daily calcium intake. As we said, you need to have it with milk. Mm-hmm. And uh, the recommended serving size is 30 gram, which is... Actually, they've got a with reduced fat milk suggestion. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, it's 11% sugar compared to the fact that it's 10% of your daily calcium needs. <laughs> so, in, in actuality, it really is like a chocolate milkshake for breakfast. Uh-huh. Not necessarily the healthiest option. Uh, what have they got on the back of the box? It's like a mask thing. Mm-hmm. It's a monkey with a Cocoa Pops bed hat thing. <laughs> yep, kind of a um, nightcap. Yeah, and the mouth separate so you can yeah, <laughs> use that as a mask. Yeah, it's yeah. a bit of a mix and match mask setup. So apparently if you get different boxes of Cocoa Pops... There's different heads and Mm. mouths and stuff that you can Mm. turn in. So then, uh, what are you? What do you? What's your thoughts on just the general cocoa pops? It's good. It's good. Yeah. (laughs) Now, do you know much about any other cocoa pops cereal products? We're not going down the line of um, because they do have the the bars, yeah, uh, cocoa pops bars and things like (laughs) that, LCMs. But do you know much about any other cocoa pops products? No. I thought it was just the Cocoa Pops normal. Yeah. Well, they have branched out over time. In Australia, we don't often have Chex cereals. Uh-huh. Um, but Cocoa yeah. Pops have branched out into that. So do you want to describe what Chex look like? They're like little um checkered cereal things. <laughs> yeah, they look a little bit like... Uh, pillows that have got holes in them. Yeah. <laughs> I, I often think that they look like um, dishcloths, you know, the <laughs> sp- sponges. Yeah. 
But there, again, it's got the Just Like a Chocolate Milkshake Only Crunchy slogan on it. So these are made out of maize flour, wheat and oat flour, whereas the Cocoa Pops are, of course, rice. Mm -hmm. So this is a wheat version, I guess, of Cocoa Pops. Again, same milk. What's your thoughts? They're harder to squash down to get into the milk. <laughs> you do get a, a full spoonful. So, yeah. And again, I've never had these before in my life. These are very much a, a newfangled millennial cereal. Yeah, I haven't had the checkered ones either. Um, the back of this particular box has another... Do, do most cereals still have these crafty things on the back? I don't know. Well, we used to have them as kids. It was very much part of the marketing. But this one is... Uh, it's basically making a game of um, Barrel of Monkeys. It's got uh, some pictures of Coco the monkey that you cut out, and then you can string them together. Mm -hmm. But, of course, with both of these, the instructions down the bottom suggest that you have safety scissors and adult supervision. Yeah. <laughs> that counts me out. <laughs> Once you leave the checks in there, um, they start to... Um, you'll be able to squish them with your tongue. Oh, they soak the milk up a bit? Yeah. Now, I'm, I have vague memories of seeing, and I don't remember tasting, but there was a honey-style... Um, breakfast cereal when I was a kid that was checks, and that's what always gave me the idea that <laughs> it, it looked like a dish sponge <laughs> but uh, yeah it's got the, the holes through it it's very aerated is there much of a change to the taste I know the texture would be different but the fact that it's wheat instead of rice yep. there is. better, worse I think it's a little bit worse I don't know. Not a fan? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you can definitely taste the wheat. Um, gives it... I'm trying to think of another cereal that, to compare it to. Because it's such a, an odd shape, as you said, when you bite into it, it kind of deflates on your tongue. Mm -hmm. So just when it feels like you've got a mouthful, <laughs> it all disappears. Yeah, <laughs> and you'll be able to fit like six more in <laughs> very quickly. Okay, comparing checks to regular cocoa pops. I think the regular cocoa pops are better. Okay, well we've got one more. Can you predict what it is? Oh no! <laughs> I only knew there was the actual cocoa. Cocoa Pops. Well, these are <laughs> technically Cocoa Pops. But. Ah. What do you notice? They're white. <laughs> <laughs> what do they look like? Rice bubbles. Yeah. But I'm guaranteed from reading the box that it is a white chocolate flavour. So I'll let you do the sniff test before we put milk on it. Yeah, it smells like white chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> it's bizarre. They look like rice bubbles. Can you even tell that it's got a white chocolate coating? 
No. No. I want to know if these taste just like rice bubbles or not, to be honest. Because that's what they look like. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, same kind of packaging and advertising on the outside. Uh-huh. It just has brand new white chocolate Cocoa Pops. <laughs> same amount of milk, same amount of... Uh, Cocoa Pops, what's your thoughts? Soak the milk in first. Soak the milk in. <laughs> uh, I'll tell a very, very quick story um, while you're doing that. Uh, we had a Harry Potter-themed cub camp once. Oh, yeah. And um, kids often go crazy over having Cocoa Pops for breakfast if you're on a camp. Mm-hmm. And we had two packets of rice bubbles and one packet of Cocoa Pops. And they couldn't agree on who was going to have what. So <laughs> we mixed it together and told them that the rats had got into the Cocoa Pops and uh, had left their droppings. <laughs> they ate it. That's what it looked like. Anyway, uh, what's your thoughts on trying the white chocolate? It tastes like normal Cocoa Pops. Um, I don't know. I've just had a mouthful. It's less cocoa-y. It does, yeah, it does have a cocoa-ish taste, but I wouldn't say... I, I wouldn't say that it tastes exactly the same. Yeah. It, it does taste more like rice bubbles, but there's definitely a chocolatey taste to it. Uh-huh. I don't even I don't even know if it tastes like white chocolate, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. It's you can taste more rice and rice bubble, if that's what you want to call it, puffed rice, yeah. than you can the chocolate taste. Uh-huh. I'd call it vanilla rice bubbles. Yeah. As opposed to white chocolate. Uh-huh. How do you compare the lot? Um, I think I would do, like, normal um, Cocoa Pops than the checks on mm-hmm. these. Because, yeah. Not a fan? Hmm. <laughs> uh, what have we got here? Dietary fibre, sodium, sugar... At least they're not claiming the um, the calcium thing on the packaging for the white chocolate ones. What's the comparison between the two? We've got both of them being a 30 gram recommendation. Well, there's only 1% more energy in the white. Uh, oh, interestingly, 4% less sodium, so less salt in the white choc flavour than the Chex or the Cocoa Pops. Mm-hmm. Carbohydrate wise, you're looking at pretty much the same. There's not much difference between the the chocolate and the white chocolate. Uh-huh. And on the back of that box? It's just a mask. Another mask. Mm-hmm. Coco mm-hmm. the monkey. Okay, well, we'll stick those up on the Afternoon Delight Facebook page for people to uh, perhaps vote their own way. 
let us know what they think of uh, any of these different Cocoa Poppy things. Mm-hmm. And we'll be back after this with more Afternoon Delight. It is time on Afternoon Delight for our sweetest tune and a uh, couple to choose from. Um, in May 2011, pop duo Jedward had a musical challenge set before setting off to represent Ireland in the Eurovision uh, contest. They were the new faces of Coco Pops. I don't know whether you'd be... 2011, does Jedward mean anything to you? I don't know. No? John and Edward Grimes... No, they were to become the uh, the new face of Coco Pops. They're Irish twins, and because the name of John and Edward, together they are Jedward. <laughs> but um, yeah, they had to uh, create a new Coco Pop song uh, as the jingle. <laughs> Do you want that as our sweetest tune? Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. So um, uh, basically. Jedward were known for being a little bit sappy, a little bit zany. Uh, lots of teenage fans would fawn over them and go all gooey-eyed. But uh, this is what they came up with. Our name is Jedward and we're here to tell you We love to sing and dance and we want you to Would that encourage you to buy Cocoa Pops? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> They're known for, yeah, their, their crazy haircuts and uh, not much else <laughs> in regards to talent. Uh, let's uh, jump on board the recipe train, shall we? Uh-huh. good looking. What you got? It is time to share a recipe on Afternoon Delight. Uh, Cocoa Pops are pretty much, as we have already said, just chocolate versions of rice bubbles. So uh, let's let's go with a a classic recipe. What have you picked? Chocolate crackles. Mm. Um, Pretty easy. Uh-huh. In this particular recipe, what do you need? Four cups of Kellogg's Cocoa Pops and 250 grams of Cadbury milk chocolate, melted. This is a super duper easy <laughs> recipe for the holidays. Uh-huh. <laughs> milk chocolate either in microwave or oven or a saucepan of boiling water. Mix in Cocoa Pops, spoon into party cake papers, uh, Cupcakes and refrigerate until set. And if you don't have cocoa pops, you can use rice bubbles. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's such a simple recipe. Yeah. Like uh, I know there's 
you know, recipes for um, chocolate crackles out there that use kofer and um, all sorts of other things to try and get it. But really just melted chocolate in chocolate with chocolate (laughs) is going to do the same thing. Yeah. There's, um, you can double the recipe if you want double chocolate. (laughs) Pretty simple. So we'll stick that up on the Afternoon Delight Facebook page. Um, We're almost out of time. Where has the time gone? Let's take a quick look at uh, last week's Facebook updates. Uh, And last week on the show, if you remember, we were uh, looking at uh, fantails. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. And I actually had a a fantail flavoured oak this week. I I tracked one down. Mm -hmm. But uh, we were posting up uh, some questions from the fantail wrappers. And uh, David wants to know, do I win a fantail or are they all gone? Because he did correctly guess some of the answers here. Um, Janine correctly guessed Naomi Watts. Uh, from the actress who was born in England in 1968 and went on to star in King Kong and portrayed Princess Diana. Uh, Darren correctly guessed Eric Banner for the 1968 Melbourne actor who kicked off his career in The Castle. Uh, Both Janine and Darren guessed The Wiggles correctly. That was one we had last week on air. Uh, Janine identified Seinfeld who was born on the 29th of April 1950 and went on to uh, have a comedy show featuring his name. And David and Janine both correctly guessed Russell Crowe as the New Zealander from 1964 who went on to star in Gladiator, A Beautiful Mind, and uh, was Jor-El in Man of Steel. So, well done, team. It was a a team effort all round. (laughs) And um, do we have any other suggestions? Toad in a Hole, Tim Tams were the uh, suggestions for some English-inspired Tim Tam flavours, considering that mm. England <laughs> wanted to take our Tim Tams in yeah. in exchange for penguin biscuits. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't it just penguins? Well, penguins is the name of the biscuit, yeah. Oh. yeah. We've also shared some news there from Nestle, who have just announced that they're going to be changing the names of Redskins and Chicos. Uh, after quite a few years of uh, people making suggestions or complaints, call them what you want. So uh, that's all up on the Facebook page. We'll pop a copy of that recipe and uh, also your chance to vote for your favourite out of uh, Cocoa Pops, White Cocoa Pops and Cocoa Checks. Mm-hmm. We'll be back after this to open up the Kinder Surprise. Okie dokie, Max. What is inside this week's Kinder Surprise? Chocolate's not breaking. <laughs> it's, it's quite cold and uh, wintry, so it is making the chocolate a little bit uh, difficult to open. Mm-hmm. But I think I know what this week's thing is. Yeah. It's the uh, ostrich again. Again? Mm-hmm. I remember getting it. <laughs> 
another part with the wings. Ah, uh, yes. So last la- last week when we summer. put together the film like lizard, it almost didn't quite uh, have its full. Is it an ostrich or is it a vulture? I'm pretty sure it's an ostrich. Oh, yep. That's good. It was looking like a cricked neck. Mm-hmm. Coolly cool. Well, we'll let you finish piecing that together then. <laughs> and uh, that is it for another episode of Afternoon Delight. Thank you to those who've uh, played along at home on Facebook throughout the week. Um, you can check in again to all our questions that we post or uh, listen back to the podcast and stick around for unconventional ramblings playing all your song requests this afternoon and as always if you want to get in contact you can email lolly at ocrfm.org.au to suggest any future episodes but until then catch you later see ya gonna grab some afternoon delight my motto's always been when it's right it's right why wait until the middle of a cold dark night when everything's a little clear in the light of day Then you know the night is always gonna be there anyway Thinking of you's working up my appetite Looking forward to a little afternoon delight Rubbing sticks and stones together makes the sparks ignite And the thought of loving you is getting so exciting Skyrockets in flight Oh, afternoon delight